All right. Hello, home service pros. Welcome to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast, episode number 135. Today, we've got a special guest on the show, Matt, Matt Debera. Debara. Sorry, Matt, I should have asked you beforehand how to pronounce it. You can correct me when we're, we're done with the intro there. Uh, CEO of the Contractor Consultants, uh, also a fourth generation masonry and concrete contractor, uh, helping run the family business. So without further ado, welcome to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast for Contractors. Get actionable advice and tactics on how to grow your home service company, plus interviews with industry experts dropping value bombs in marketing, sales, and operations. And now let's power up your home service biz with your host, Mark Ambrose of Battle Plan Marketing. Matt, welcome to the show, sir. Mark, thanks for having me. On, on the name pronunciation, you half my family says it one way, half the other. So you, you covered your bases there. All right. All right. Dibara. Dibara. What's the other half say? They say Dibara. So it's split. Dibara. Dibara. All right. Well, so tell me a little bit. Of, so you got two businesses going on. We'll talk a little bit about both to help the audience a little bit. We've had. Uh, so tell me a little bit about the contractor connection or consultants, excuse me. What do you guys do there? Who do you do it for? Yeah, so our on the contractor consultant side, our our whole thing is is helping construction businesses business owners hire. I mean, that was the big issue I had. This business, ironically enough, was never meant to be a business. It was something that I personally struggled with. I had a problem with hiring my company in 2019 and almost blew the whole darn thing up. If you can imagine a fourth generation business and doing that, that's not good. Right. Yeah. So the things we were doing that worked in hiring for a hundred plus years just didn't work anymore. And uh, I grew the company. We were, I, I joke that I'm a recovering sales junkie because I was so, <laughs> you know, so motivated by the sales and the contracts and, and what we we're doing. And that was really my main focus and was a big issue. And, and uh, so I dedicated the next few years after that, trying to figure out what worked and then kind of accidentally developed into a system that I then was showing to like local contractors I knew and then I started at my trade association and different ones presenting kind mm-hmm. of different tips and tricks. And it evolved into a course that we partnered with ZipRecruiter and Indeed on, uh, 63 video modules, and then turned into a done for you service because I looked at the recruiter's fees and that model. And I thought we could do it a lot cheaper and a lot better. And that's kind of the, the rough evolution of how we got there. Nice. Nice. So you're running both. So you grew a little too fast for your own good, it sounded like. Yeah. Well, I, I outgrew the labor market and the way we were hiring specific. I mean, the systems were there, the procedures were there. We had a C-suite team. Like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it was, it was, we outgrew every way we were hiring specifically masonry and concrete. You need people 10, 15 years experience and there's no shortcut. So right. it was like, we were all trying to fish in the same pond, you know, and it was like more and more people and less and less fish. Yeah. Yeah. So was that your big problem with uh, skilled laborers, technicians, and or customer service management? I mean, it was we struggled with all of it because the the methods that we were using, we had like we had referral partners, you know, smaller contractors that if they got slow would would help us out. We had you know, ZipRecruiter, Indeed, Craigslist. Like we had a formula. It's just like all of it evaporated. It was like it was like going to a well that you you pulled water from for. 30 years and it's just like dry and you're like, whoa, what happened here? So it was, it was just yeah. across the board. What were some of the fixes that you guys found? I don't want you to give away your secrets in the, in the course there, but uh, what were some of the fixes that made, made your course worth it? Let's say, yeah. what do you teach in the course? 
Yeah. So, I mean, it was a very interesting, I mean, it was a probably about a two year journey because I, I never set out to make any type of educational product. Like I was like a, I'm a do it guy. So I just wanted to get the cure and move on. And I think I was a tough case because I'm in LA, it's a big market, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars of masonry and concrete work, right? Okay. Probably in the billions, to be honest, when you look at yeah. my commercial and my government vertical within the company. And so, but like very limited labor pool. And so it posed a unique challenge. And, and I would go to, you know, I'd read books and consultants and I'd travel and I was studying like what worked in tech and what worked in different businesses. And I'd go to seminars and, and like, I would get little nuggets and everyone told me that that was the way it had to be done. And what I ended up realizing was it was one of many. So when we put together the course, we added it up at the end. We have 37 proven ways to find candidates. That doesn't count any of the things that we do to, to amplify and magnify your efforts. Like, I mean, gosh, and I'll get into as many secrets as you want to cover. I mean, that's the whole purpose. I, I, want, to, I want anybody listening to be able to action what we're talking about here today. Because you know, there's, there's no magic. What, what I learned, my key takeaway, there was two big ones. One was... Number one is it's formulaic. You got to find right. candidates, fill your pipeline. You got to vet systematically. How do you sift, sort, and screen? How do you skills-based assess a candidate? You know, How do you move good ones to the front of the line? Because if you treat them all the same way, you'll lose the good ones because they'll be hired in a day or two. Right? right? So how do you navigate that? How do you hire a candidate? Do you email them an offer letter and they shop it at their current employer? Do you bring right. them in? Like, What does that look like? And then how do you retain and motivate? So I broke it up into four parts because... I was overwhelmed. I was like, well, I'm like trying to find over here and then vet. And like, it was just a mess. So when I broke it out into four parts, I was like, okay, I can do these four steps. Anybody can do four steps. So that helped a lot. And then the second thing was it was very much industry and market specific. Like right now we do this across 87 industries and you know, we're in the Canadian market. We're probably going to be in the Australian market in another couple wow. months here. Like, you know, we've grown the company very quickly, but we take a very specific approach to things because it's not it's not a one size fits all like there might be a strategy like geofencing that works really well for one client but you may find that an incentive based strategy for a current team we call it incentives that actually work in the course for another local market they might be able to do that with their current team and make a ton of hires so it's it's very much specific to to what works in your local area yeah well just having SOPs is a yeah, game changer right so and I imagine uh, most of the companies that you encounter have zero SOPs for hiring in the first place, correct? Yeah, they, they don't have now? a lot. No, they, they don't have a lot. And if they do, it's, it's not... Hiring became a specialized niche in the last... Like right before the pandemic, you saw it. You saw the buildup in 18, 19, and then it exploded during the pandemic where it was like the amount of work relative to the labor force. I mean, that's what all the headlines are right now, right? It's like we've yeah. this... You know, diminishing workforce. The American Builders and Contractors, which is a partner of ours, says you know we need five hundred ninety thousand skilled trade workers just to meet meet current demands. Doesn't count if we get another big boost. So, and we look at aging infrastructure, right? Like you know, the average age of American home, average age of American infrastructure. Like, right. And then you look at AI, and you look at the go green, like environmental updates we're doing. You math out all these things, and you're like, holy moly! You know, we're yeah. the the market's huge. So. What do you do? Well, I mean, you know, we can we can cover some of the specific things that that we find work well. If you think that's helpful, or you know, you tell me. Yeah, throw out uh, you know one or two things that the average uh, contractor out there could probably is not doing right now. That if they just tweaked one or two things, they'd have a lot easier time. 
bringing in some people. Yeah, one one of them is is getting a clear understanding of your local competitive market or competitor market. So auditing your competitors. What are they doing? How are they hiring? Like what platforms are they on? What are they saying? Right? Because you want to look better than them. It's a local, we're typically yeah. talking about a local search. And then yeah. doing that internal audit for your current team. So we have clients and they got Bob. Bob's been there 16 years. I'll ask a business owner, hey, why has Bob worked for you for 16 years? Well, we're a good company. I'm like, Bob gave 16 years of his life. You got to be better than a good company. Let's figure this out. So we interview Bob, right? We say, Bob, why do you love working here? Bob tells us, well, I have never sat home in 16 years. Really? You've never had a day off in 16? Never. He's like, I've literally been overtime eligible and worked full hours for 16 years. Holy moly. Right? Now we have something we can amplify in our messaging. Right. There's always work. Yeah, there's always work. And then another thing was was the birthday celebration. She's like, I love that this family company, he's like, we're big. He's like, we have 200 people now, but like, he knows my wife's birthday, my daughter's birthday, like my son's birthday. Like, he's like, we have that family feel. Like the ownership is very big on that. And nice. so all of these things shed the light. And then we, we help them make a career video, which is a 60 to 90 second video, showcases your worker, you know, your team, the work they do, uh, you know, the trucks, the office, all that stuff. And you start to stack, right? You you message a little bit better. You amplify what's already working. You look a little better than your competitors. You have a career video. You set up some really good referral incentives for your current team. Like yeah. it's it's a, there's no magic bullet. It's a lot of small things that give you a competitive edge. Right. When you add them all up, you just can dominate the market. Yeah, lots of little golden BBs and not a. Not a magic bullet. I forgot where that line comes from, a movie or something. Yeah, I like that a lot. So performance, so going to the existing client, employee staff, the team, and introducing, if you don't already have it, some sort of performance pay for A-plus recruitment. Step one, kind of, going to in-house. What we found, though, is, is, and this is where we got into all the nuance, is so like we tried that like early on with my company, right? I went to everybody. I'm like, here's the pay. You bring us a laborer, it's 500. You bring us a mason, it's 1500. You bring us a foreman, it's three grand. And we backed like out what it would cost us if we really recruited right. and we did it like that. We hired a few people, wasn't overly exciting. So I was, I was actually getting blood drawn. There was a, a male, male nurse. I was getting some, some medical work done. And I'm always doing two things, promoting my company and hiring. So <laughs> nurses setting up the little needle right. thing. And he's like, how's business? Business is great. I said, we're hiring. Do you know anybody? And he said, no, nah, no, nah, I don't know anybody. He was kind of checked out, right? And I said, well, if you do, let me know. We're giving him really good Dodger seats. I said that because he had a Dodger's keychain hanging from his pocket. He stopped what he was doing and he said, Dodger seats, huh? I said, yeah. He goes, well, what's the position again? Like, well, who are you looking for? I said, well, labor. <laughs> I explained it. He said, my nephew just came back from college. He's like, let me talk to him. I got a text that night. Next day he interviewed, we hired him. He's still with us today. The nice. key takeaway is if you can incentivize people based on the things that excite them, right? Yeah. Then you're going to get exponentially more out of them. They're, they're genuinely going to be motivated because the generic cash or gift card, it works, but we're talking about a labor crisis. So right. you want everybody max, like max, maximum investment in, in the goal of finding somebody. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like that a lot. Uh, and listening you know, to your audience. Who are you talking to? So, so would you recommend like uh, pooling your, querying your, your existing staff and asking them what they would like to see as far as a uh, referral 
right? And then you get a whole bunch of different answers. Yeah, and you can do it one-on-one, like literally one-on-one making them feel like they're the main person doing this. I mean, that's what we found is the best. Like most companies, single biggest issue is they don't spend enough time and energy and focus on hiring in general. Yeah. Is what we see. And if if you sat down one-on-one with your team and were like, hey, this is an initiative, You're, we want more people like you. What would it take for you to be excited and motivated to do this genuinely? Yeah, I like that a lot. I also like that you said earlier, um, I'm always promoting and uh, recruiting, right? So we had uh, Tommy Mello on the show a few uh, episodes back and same thing. You know, he was super adamant about you, you, you always need to be promoting your business both to consumers and to potential employees. You know, how are you going to steal especially in something like this, right? So your technicians are a short labor pool and really the best men and women already have jobs more than likely. So how do you go steal those guys and those men and women, right? You have to show that you're, I like how you started with the culture also. So what's great about your company and interviewing the employees right now? Why are you here 15 years, right, Joe? Why are you here, uh, Mary, for 12 years? So, so documenting that culture and then promoting that culture, I like that a lot. So let's talk about, so, okay, so now we're defining our culture. We're creating a, a career video. So now we're, we're going out and we're making a, a you know, concerted effort to hire people. Now, how do, we, how do we sift, sort, and screen? Like you said, as an employer, I don't want to you know, deal with every single applicant that comes across the table, right? So how do we, how do we address that problem? Well, I mean, this is this is where it gets tricky. And this is where literally we started the, the done for you service out of kind of this key issue, which is the administrative burden, because we got to treat these like leads, right? So like a customer calls, calls a company, right? It's like they want to spend money if they don't, if they don't, if you don't answer the phone, right? right. They're going to call this person, the next person until they get, you know, three or four companies that, that reach back out. I mean, we know this, this, this data has been around for a while Definitely. on the consumer right. side. Right in the in the home service space, but when you look at hiring, we got to treat these like leads. So within a few minutes, like our team, if we do it for a company, we get in touch within the first three or four minutes. Like we're reaching back out, hey, we got your resume, want to chat with you, but you got to screen them quickly. And the best thing to do is to have a quick, instant touch point, right? That lets them know you've received the information. Ideally, try and get them on the phone. Text works great. Yeah. If you leave a voicemail, texting after the fact is, I mean, because there's local laws and things about about texting if you don't permit. You want to be a little careful with that. Right. But following up very quickly and then having a process that that people can... I actually see that a lot of companies not have a kind of a general process, like you know, quick initial touch point, informal interview, formal interview. And then ideally you have some type of skills assessment, right? So like a paid assessment, if you're like HVAC, you know, plumbing, electrical, like bring them to your, your shop, your yard, right? And have them do something paid for half a day or a day that validates the skill set. Like it's super it. crucial because yeah. if you get someone really good, you can skip them to the, like, if you look at somebody and their resume is 20 years, you know, HVAC contractor, reason for leaving your company while they sold or owner retired. It's like, do you really want to do like an informal interview? And then a second interview, like get them right on the phone and ask them five or six questions and schedule that skills assessment for tomorrow. Cause if they yeah. are good, they're gone. Same thing if somebody moves in, like if somebody's local to your to your area because somebody got a job at Amazon and you know, and it's like the the husband's there and now he's got all this experience and he happened to be new. This person's gonna find a job within a week. So yeah. having that escalation process and that filtering process is super crucial. Yeah, I like that. Do you guys use automation for you know workflow response and stuff? Yeah. Great. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's the world we're in now. So yeah, those out there good, who aren't, you definitely want to use you know yeah. the, all the tools at your disposal, right? So Matt, yeah. we've had a couple of companies. The last two podcasts were actually on the same t- subject: finding, hiring. Actually, who hire was a couple episodes back, and they had a software that helps you sift, sort, and screen to that first you know interview process. Second company was Conveyor. Not as much on that end, but um, I did like they had a like built-in training, onboarding and training, right? So where you would create videos, training videos, training manuals, checklists, whatever was involved to get your, you know, your training and SOPs as well, right? So do you use any kind of software at all to sift, sort, and screen those those initial candidates at all or... You know, what's the process look like a little bit? Yeah, we have, I mean, we have a couple of different softwares that we use internally, but like we're doing this at scale. So it's a little yeah. different. Yeah. Kind of if you're listening right now, I mean, you need an applicant tracking system. I mean, that's like goes without saying, but it all depends on your volume, right? It depends on how many people you get. I mean, some people can get away. Like if you're a company that's cutting edge, you got a great CRM, you're, you have workflow automations, you, you can handle the, the IT burden, like that's the best case scenario. Yeah. But we find that like the big root issue is that a lot of companies don't have the time. So it's like they got to take on this process. They don't quite know all the ways to do it. Like I said, we have 37 different ways just to find candidates. And then right. they're, they're trying to build out this integration and this workflow automation. So you know, figuring out and being honest with where you sit in this but not violating the fundamentals. Like if you can get to every candidate within a few minutes and not automate it, sure. But if you can't, you got to find a way to do that. Yeah. 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 I doubt it's happening without automation or if it is, you're spending a fortune to do it, you know, as far as a team and labor. So yeah, just automate it. Uh, People want that anyway, the consumer, the applicant, you know, we're in a text world now, right? People don't want phone, email, all that stuff. Send me a text, give me confirmation, give me acknowledgement. Like you're saying, like, uh, just like the consumer looking for plumbing service, you got, you got one minute, you know, you don't even have five minutes. I would, I would argue some data out there shows, you know, first minute, you know, the first one to pick up the phone. And if I'm calling as a potential candidate and you don't answer your phone, you and I are done. Right? How many times does that happen? Quite often. Yeah, I mean, we we see it, and that's that's the interesting part about this industry. And what's what's different about us is like we own the end result, right? So if a company hires us, like we're taking them from I need this role to I filled this role, but not for for like for a fraction of what a recruiter charges. So we we manage all of like it's tough for a company sometimes to add the automation to build everything out. To like we post that's to 157 job boards. You know, we have technology like geofencing that we use. Nice. In addition to like all of these auditing, uh, all of the the competitor audit, the employee audit, I mean, all of these things are super critical. We have what's called a one-to-many strategy. So one-to-one is you getting your team motivated, you getting other contractors and friends, you know, that are hiring. Hey, while you're hiring, if you come across anybody that does X, let me know. That works really well. A lot of people don't take the time to do that. Recruiting cards, carrying recruiting cards with you, trade schools, universities. Right, reaching out to them and saying, "Hey, look, I'd love to get in front of your alumni list. Uh, here's the job that we have. Especially if you have a connection to that school. Like we have a client, he does work at a college, like physically does the electrical work at the university. I'm like, why don't you reach out to them? Like they, they literally, you're a vendor, an approved vendor. They hired you. Yeah, hired two yeah. people in three weeks after that. So yeah, there's so many exciting ways to 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 leverage this. But nice, nice. Yeah, there really is. 
What would you say to top three like problems that most? Uh, well, so you're doing it across all kinds of industries, yes? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So that's interesting how you scaled that to outside of uh, home services, kind of. So uh, that's an interesting. What did you do there? So once your SOPs were and your systems were in place, you realized, hey, we can do this for other positions? Yeah. I mean, we cover it. So like, it's still, I guess, home service is the backbone, right? But it's like, okay. you know, we do it for general contractors. We do it for moving companies, demo contractors, labor contractors, plumbing, heating, electrical. That's still very you know, different. Yeah. Yeah. Those are very Welding. different positions, right? Yeah. Small companies, large, I mean, smallest one is a handyman. We, we're hiring his first laborer. He does about 80 grand a year. Largest one is five companies. Does He'll do well over 100 million this year. Nice. That's awesome, man. What are the, the biggest problems that, uh, let's say, the average 10 truck or less you know, contractor has? Plumber, electrician, solar installer. So, What are their biggest problems, would you say, in hiring? Well, I think, you know, a career video to make them look really attractive online, right? Get the candidate to Love fall. That. Uh, having your your hot three, the big three things, why somebody should work for you, like summarizing it. Like when you're promoting, what are you saying? Like work for me because right. what? You know, understanding the messaging, posting to enough job boards and getting in front of people, leveraging referrals, like I mentioned, whether contractors, you know, trade schools, universities. If you have 10 trucks or less, creating a relationship with your suppliers so we found that you can offer to cof- offer to sponsor coffee and donuts. And in exchange for that, yeah. you can put a small card, a little recruiting card. Most suppliers will let you do this and get in front yeah. of your candidates that way. And then, and then leveraging some of the technologies like geofencing, which you can geofence certain locations, trade schools, suppliers, as well as competitors. Um, so it's, it's, it's multifaceted, but I think the root issue that we find like the root is bandwidth and knowledge. Like, Hiring has become like SEO. It's a specialized industry. Like most most construction business owners have somebody outside their company that does their SEO, right? Like what what you know, like then you know this better than anyone. It's a specialized art form, right? It's very technical. And hiring has almost gotten that way where it's so formulaic. You have to have all of these things layer one on top of the other for it to be successful. And then you need bandwidth on top of that and speed. And so that's yeah. what we found. It's knowledge, it's what to do, and then the bandwidth to properly execute it and do it consistently because you can't miss one. That one resume that you wait a day on or you know, maybe you didn't answer yeah. your phone, that could have been the one. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Talk about like uh, cult- building the culture and promoting that culture on social. So, so do you talk to uh, you know, these business owners about making this a 365 day uh, adventure, you know, that they should always be posting the social and showing their culture and birthdays and all that kind of stuff? Or what are your thoughts there? Yeah, we, we try. I mean, it comes down to a lot of times <laughs> you're laughing. A lot of times it comes down to bandwidth. You know, the career video is nice because at least it's a snapshot. The footage is like, you know, celebrating a birthday and like, like you get that feel, but it it's it's hard. I mean, we found the success for us has been like, when when they hire us, like we're taking stuff completely off their plate. We're like, here's a vetted approved candidate out of nowhere. Here's a vetted approved candidate out of nowhere. Like, you know, we we have to subtract because whether you're small, medium, or large, 10 trucks and under, still good size, like it's just a bandwidth question. It's like, where do you find the time? Yeah. Who's doing this? Is it part the owner? Do you have like a you know, an operations manager? Do you have an HR manager? How like you're paying your HR manager to sift through resumes? Like it's just a 
the the model and infrastructure needs an needs an upgrade, and I think that's where we're kind of really really helping the the market. I like it a lot. What percentage is uh, the D- your DIY course versus done for you service? Oh gosh, like 95 percent done for you. The yeah, yeah. I was gonna guess that. Oh, yeah, more, yeah. probably more. The course really served as a way to give people confidence. Like when we partnered with ZipRecruiter and Indeed, and and we sold it, but we started we started selling it and it did well, but. I got a lot of hate online that was like, if you're so good, this is a labor shortage. Why don't you just do it? And I, at first I got mad and I was like, I was like, like we put out this course. There's nothing else that I'm aware of. That's like it. 63 video modules, 37 ways to find people. Like it, this was extremely comprehensive. Yeah. You know, the co-founder of ZipRecruiter went out to endorse it, like got in the hands of it, went through it and was like, we, wow. I love this. So, you know, I was like, who is this guy? And then, and then I was like, you know what? He's right. Like he was speaking from a place of like, we need yeah. to just do it. And so that was literally, I mean, I should have screenshotted him because he's, he was the whole inspiration yeah. for, for us taking this on and doing it. That's sweet. Are you doing that? Uh, so let's take us over to the masonry business now. Fourth generation masoner. Mason? Yeah. Mason. Yeah. My bad. So that's super awesome. Did your great great grandfather start the business then, and then pass it down? Now, same business for four generations, yeah. or they were in the industry? Yeah. So, so family business. They came from Italy. Uh, both my great grandfathers actually from Italy to America. Kind of that grassroots American dream story. Built, you know, save money, bought yeah. land. But we never. What's interesting? I think what made, made what I was what I benefited most from them was was we weren't contractors. Like they were just, they loved it. They did it because they were just working with their hands. And right. all the work they did was for their neighbors. And so we had this neat kind of saying, my grandfather sits me down. I'm like nine years old. And he says, I, I was just starting to work with my dad. And yeah, I had like the talk. My grandfather, he's proud of me. I had little work boots, you know, a little kid. And he said, I want to teach you two things. Remember these two things forever and you'll always do well. So I'm like, oh my gosh. And then what are these two things? Like, <laughs> number one, Never try and retire off a single customer. He's like an honest day's work for an honest day's pay. It'll it'll never happen. Like don't try and get rich off one customer. I said okay, nice. I'm nine, so I'm like I got. To, I think I'll be okay. And then he said, second thing, treat every client like it's your neighbor. He said if they were and he pointed to the neighbor right next door, Mrs. Jones, and he's like, if it was Mrs. Jones' house, if what you would do for her is what you would do, I guarantee you that's the right answer. And so that's kind of how we like yeah. grew the business was from this like very much neighbor focused kind of mentality. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. And you said earlier before we hit the record button that you had moved the business to California. Where'd you, you move from back East or where were from? Yeah. Family was outside of Boston. Um, and then I, I had to escape the, uh, the cold weather. I thought the birds did it. I'd give it a try. So I left the cold weather and, and flew uh, West to, to California. That's great. Did you say the birds do it? So I thought I'd give it a try. Yeah, well, they fly. They leave when it gets cold. <laughs> I would always look up at the birds. That's awesome. I love it, man. That's great. Chimneys. And I'd look up at the birds and I'm like, you know, my dad, it's free right? cold. I'm like, hey, dad, the birds are leaving. I'm like, their brain's about this big. I'm like, you know, the size of a golf right? ball. I'm like, they, they clearly know something we don't. I love it. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Let's pay attention to nature. Yeah. They're all leaving. Yeah. It's getting cold around here, man. Like, I love it. They don't, I love it. Don't. So how long in California now? Oh, gosh. Uh, that's a good question. Going on about a decade now. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 
And is it just you now, or is your dad still in the business? Like, or? Yeah, he's in it a little bit. He's got some health stuff. He got dementia early, which was a big eye opener. Oh, yeah. made yeah. me very grateful for for building the company and and him seeing it because you know he struggled to hire. That was actually kind of why I pushed this thing so hard. It's because like it was near and dear to me. I didn't see my dad growing a lot, grow, growing up a lot because he was always working and uh, okay. didn't really know the hiring game. And so when it hit me. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, like he struggled with it. And I knew that. But then like when I got, I was like, I figured this out. And then in 2019, I was like, oh man, this can happen to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry about your dad and the dementia, man. Thank you. But the business is there to hopefully take care of him and stuff. Yeah. What's the key points of running your your contracting business itself? What what do you give? What do, what would you say to three indispensable things you couldn't do without in running that business, man? I mean- we we've we've done a couple things that I think are played out very well. We we modernized the business on the sales side, so we did virtual estimates and we really looked at like how do we make the process for clients better and also better for us. So I, I think if we didn't have the vir- like we do virtual client will send in photos and we can give them a rough quote over the phone and give them tons of information from the comfort of their couch in ten minutes. So. I'll have a salesperson, they can do four of these an hour. In LA traffic, you're, you're lucky if you hit one person every two, two and a half hours between get there, have your appointment and go somewhere else. So huge competitive advantage for the company. I like so they take a picture of their backyard, for instance, and you know I want a pool and some hardscaping and a patio, gazebo, whatever, and away you guys go with some software or something for design plans. Yeah. And we're able to talk with them on the phone and give them preliminary budgets and talk through our process and build rapport. And then they decide whether or not they want us to come out. So it's this very small ask, right? It's like based on the conversation, because we don't do free estimates. So it's split. We either do the free phone consult or we charge $97 to come out. So I see. And we don't have a commit, like it's not a heavy commission, heavy sales thing, right? Like they're paying for our knowledge. And so our key thing is like, how do we be the most knowledgeable person they meet with? So it's very much built around that like transparent neighbor kind of knowledge. And if we don't sell them, like a lot of times we go out there and we're like, hey, the best thing is not us and here's why. But we were paid to go out there. So we owe them that that advice. Yeah. Well, that's a great, uh, honesty works best all the time, right? So if it's not the best job for you, you say so, they'll love you. They'll thank you. They'll go hire somebody else, but they'll probably still recommend you to somebody with a bigger job or one that's more fits your your wheelhouse or something. 100%. So yeah, always do the right thing. Karma is a bitch, man. Yeah. So it'll come it'll come get you. And on the reverse side, karma is also awesome. So, you know, do good. <laughs> Be good humans as I, I can't for Pat McAfee, I think it's a sports show. Be good humans. I like it. Awesome. So how about uh, tools? You guys using software inside the uh inside the uh you're using design software it sounds like crm yeah yeah we're pretty pretty automated i mean you know crm handles everything we got automations that we built out specifically for the virtual model we take video estimates so when we go out to a client we'll actually video everything we're talking about and we'll like pull up like a brochure and like include that in the video so not only they get a very interactive there'll be software involved sometimes but if it's like a repair or you're fixing cracks it's like We'll show them like, hey, this crack here, this crack here, and we'll attach the video link, private link for them, as well as the written estimate so they can see the things that we're doing. Uh, like concrete is another one where like you might have tree roots raising certain areas and it's like, well, you could say area one, area two, area three, or you could take photos, but the video is great because you yeah. can show that. So yeah, yeah. that's how I like that. I like that a lot. 
What about on the marketing side? Um, so, in fact, let me take you back, Matt, if, if I could, to contractor consultants. So do you guys handle the, the advertising side of that also? Like, uh, you know, LinkedIn, ZipRecruiter, like you said. So are they spending, so they're spending a money to hire you, done for you service. Do you guys help them with the, the advertising side? Perform all that for them and then they, but they spend, right? So your service plus their ad spend. For hiring, yeah, specifically. Like we're not, you know, we're not helping them get clients. We're helping them get people. But yeah, we'll manage LinkedIn. We'll do social media stuff sometimes. Like it depends a little bit on what their market tells us. Like sometimes you know, we had a painter, for example, and uh, couldn't find anybody. We hired six painters in I think five weeks, right? So like, <laughs> and that was just with our basic methodology. We have kind of a tiered approach. So like our back end is we adjust based on what the market's telling us. So we have kind of a formula and it's like, okay, this got some traction. Let's let's add in this and this. Okay, like we've got this tiered model, and that's why we can confidently small town, big city, you know, different industries. It's like the formula is what what helps us. I like it. So that is correct. So there'll be some some ad spend depending on the market, what they're trying to fill, and all that. Sometimes do, do people hire you, Matt, on a month to month basis? Like keep it going, or or they just fill. A position or or you know more more than one and then they're done yeah so we have a kind of a maintenance mode right we, like a build their bench uh because what we found is that so yeah. we we like our goal is to to go after the the recruiters and the staffing agents. i think they've been scalping contractors for for too many years i think it's abuse i think they overcharge i think they've kept their formula to themselves and so we we look at it like mm-hmm. how can we partner with the company how do we give them what they need? Like you own the data, you own the candidates, like you you do the interviews. There's no downside to trying a candidate because our monthly fee is per position, right? So we do three active open positions because there's different screening questions and different job descriptions. But the employer has the benefit of saying, well, I like John, but I'm not sure. Well, if you had a recruiter and you had to pay 15 grand to find out, you might not try John. But what we're finding is all these clients are trying people now and going, oh my gosh, they're so much better than we thought, or I brought them in and they're great. So we uncovered this this issue within the issue, which is the inability to try people. And, and so they we can turn it up or down. So we have the maintenance mode, which is is under 500 bucks a month, and we'll organically continue to build their bench, warm up candidates so that when they turn it back on, they've got a head start because... Only two things have happened if somebody applied. Number one is they're still looking for a job, or number two, they found a job, but it's fresh. So you know they, they'll right. usually entertain that phone call. Hey, how's everything going? Well, glad you called. They haven't paid me. It's been three right. weeks. You know, it's like, well, right. <laughs> glad glad we had right. it on our list. You know, this is this is good. So that's kind of how we structure it. Nice. I like that. I like that. So you know, you don't even have to be that big, and you're you're kind of constantly hiring, right? So always looking for tech. CSRs, you know, all that good stuff. How about uh, going up the ladder? How about a general manager, Matt? Because so the biggest problem I see with a lot of our clients anyway, they'd like to step out of running the day-to-day, but they cannot find that man or woman to run the show while they're, you know, while they're not doing the day-to-day. So do you do you get into general manager positions and such? Every it's it's crazy. Like we hired, we just hired a CRO for a company. Um, so in my in our behind the scenes, our team, like our culture, is we ring bells and we get excited by how much money we saved clients from and recruiters fee. Nice. So we hired a CRO, and you know this is a 
$200,000 position. I mean, we saved, it was like $48,000 in recruiters fees. We found them in three months. So it cost our stuff nice. 1500 a month. So they paid 4,500 bucks, found a CRO. And I think they hired two techs in that span for 40, like it's, it's insane. But our goal is to work with them long-term. It's to build this bench. It's to be an extension of the business. Um, and so we're not playing the short, you know, get rich quick recruiter game. We're playing the, Hey, let's build and be an extension of your company. Like, I mean, we truly integrate, right? It's like, we have their calendar. We're putting interviews from our calendar done into theirs. Like it's meant to be an extension of the company, not let's keep everything, put this resume that's secretive, you know, tell us if you like it. Like it's just, it, it needed an upgrade. And we, we found that the market's been very receptive. I mean, we, we've grown very quickly. Yeah, very nice. So, so, you know, on that GM side or CFO, CROs, these people are all pretty much working for somebody right now, right? So how do, how do we, how do you attract those, those kind of talent, that kind of talent? So the standard package is the organic. And then so you, sometimes we add in the sponsored post if you need it. Sometimes we have, we have a bolt on, which is essentially like an active headhunter. And so we can add that and we can do a lot of outreach. Some of that we do is the organic, but it's, it's really about having a formula, like understanding who you're going after, what I can say great about my company and what are all the different ways to find them, message them, and then to continue to follow up. Cause it's not the other part of it is like, if you do have the bandwidth to do this and you're reaching out, you got to look everywhere. I mean, you're look, we're looking at networking groups. We're researching like what companies sold, what companies went, you know, maybe out of business. Like there's all these shifts mm. in the marketplace. Um, what companies got acquired? Like we did one where we found somebody, they, they did an acquisition and we knew that they were going to cut the management team of the smaller company and bring it all. They were going to bring it under the fold. So we're like, we have an entire C-suite team that's got a proven track record of 10 plus years that is going to hit the market. Like that's the level of time and energy it takes to really win at this game. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So you got a lot of outbound going, it sounds like. Yeah. For certain clients, you know, some of it that you don't need that, but yeah, some of it, I mean, we really have to step it up for sure. Yeah. Depends on the position, right? Yep. And the client. Awesome. All right. Let's go back to, what is the name of your, your contractor company, your masonry, Debauer Masonry? Yeah. Real, real creative. Right there on. <laughs> hey, no, use your name. 94 stars, 94 reviews, 4.8 on Google. I see you got a lot of great reviews on Yelp and uh, Home Advisor and stuff. So hats off to you there. Practice some what you preach. So take us there. So you know we're about marketing, right? So so what uh, what are the mar- key marketing things that are working for you guys now in in the local LA market? What are we doing? Gosh, we do so much. Um, Facebook ads. Seeing a lot with Facebook, Facebook ads. ads. Next door ads. Um, we're always testing new creative. We do a lot with next door pay per click SEO. Referral partners is a big one. Mm-hmm. We got to do a lot on the business development side. Like I have great relationships with GC, general contractors, landscape designers. I mean, best thing I ever did was was build out a business development wing. I mean, they go to 15 locations a day. Ding, 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 knock. Hi, this is who we are. That was, I mean, the ROI on on some of the some of that stuff in in tandem with the digital strategies has been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty we're pretty aggressive with it because I like to have the control and I have different crews. So the ability to scale up or down specific services is why we're, because we have a lot of reoccurring mm-hmm. business, but. Uh, you do a lot of commercial work. I, I would say more than home, uh, residential or maybe, am I wrong? I would say we probably do revenue wise. We probably do about, I mean, job number wise, the residential stuff's much smaller. 
It's probably yeah. 40, 60, 40% residential, 60 commercial in terms of revenue. But okay. number of jobs, I mean, residential jobs might be a thousand, two thousand, up to half a million typically. Right. So a lot more right. quantity. So Google ads, Facebook ads, are you running like information ads, you know, with a lead magnet and uh, email follow-up series and all that kind of stuff? Or are you just looking for ready buyers? You know, the LA market is so interesting uh, for what for what we do. Like the the... The education side of things, like really kind of nurturing and, and, and building that long tail where, where the consumer gets to know you, right? They know, like, trust. Um, that we haven't, I mean, there's so much demand for our service that we haven't had to really dive into that. It's been, I mean, we get networking with like associations and things like that, but we're, we focus a lot top of funnel. So like general contractors, landscape designers, landscape architects, cause, one of those relationships is worth five. Like I have one GC. I mean, we'll do seven, five, probably six to seven million this coming year with him. Just one GC downstream. One guy. Yeah. One referral partner. Relationship. Yeah. You know, and we've got. Is there a monetary reward for that contractor sending you business or? Doesn't want it. So just uh, the fact that you guys do awesome work, he gets to refer quality service, quality work. The best marketing tool I found, and this is kind of interesting for, for us, was the ability to control a schedule and control timeline. Like I put so much at, like when okay. we figured out the hiring, then we started like, we just want a job. Uh, we just got a job. I don't know, 350 grand, $340,000. We just, I just got an email before getting on here. We closed it because we could guarantee we were going to complete it in six weeks. The competitors were saying 12 to 14 weeks. We were. Hmm. 30% higher in cost, but they had to close this out before the rainy season. Like we have this tight deadline. And so like, I found that I've been able to close more work by leveraging what I've done on the hiring side and then pulling that forward and saying like, mm. we'll agree to crazy deadlines. Like I'm doing something on the San Diego Navy base. The schedule is banana. It's crazy. Like you're on, you're off, you're on, you're off. You need 15 people, oh. then no people, then 30 people, then no one. Like, but because we focus so much on the hiring, we're now using that on the sales side. We have preferred relationships and we're able to just do things that a lot of companies can't do because we tailor our business to these key relationships. Nice. I like that a lot. You're winning because you've got the team to do so and you can bring on more if needed. 100%. Yeah. Awesome. What? Um, uh, so Facebook ads, Google ads, uh, Yelp, you using Yelp at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We use Yelp. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ads everywhere and the pay-per-click kind of thing, LSA ads, but no on the informational side. So that's interesting because the demand is, is, has outstripped your, your need to do it. Yeah. I mean, we, we had that built out for a while. Like I built out YouTube videos and we were going to test it. And then we, we changed to a pain driven model on our advertising. So we really focused on, we, we tried, like, I mean, we tried all kinds. I did lumpy mail at one point. I had this thing where we mailed out these plastic cameras and like said, you know, is your historic home photo where like we've done over the years, I've tried so many different marketing things because um, I enjoy that part right. of the business. But I found that simple pain driven ads for the type of stuff we do, you know, crack driveways, outdoor, you know, don't love your front yard, backyard or, you know, the cladding of your home, stuff like that. The pain, leaning, retaining walls, just focusing on the pain of, of reminding them of the problem we've been able to create demand on Facebook where they're like, you know, I, I've been thinking about it, but I decided to call because I saw your ad. So we're actually pulling demand mm-hmm. forward. We're the first call that they make. And that's helped us out that's for great. a lot. That's awesome. 
are used in automation and your follow-up to all those leads sources? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Automation and then a new... What are you using, if you don't mind my asking, Matt? We use a CRM called Builder Prime. Okay. And it has uh, workflow automation, uh, communication automation built in Mm -hmm. to all those channels, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever. The Google. communicating with the clients on those apps, I don't believe it does that. They we have lead form, so the lead form basically a lot of the stuff is is opt in based, and then once they end up in, in our in our CRM, we've got. I mean, we have like the workflow on that is because we have like two core offers, right? Free estimate, paid, and then we have commercial, we have residential, right. we have a government like side where we do prevailing wage work. So like all of that is like, I mean, it's it's scary when I look at that. When I pull up the mirror board and you see like where we're, it's wild. And so your automation is sift sorting and screening and trying to find the right bucket to put them into? Correct. Yeah. And then we move them through and then there's there's follow-up sequences in every bucket and task queue reminders for our team. And then we can pull activity reports to see like, you know, somebody, you know, what are all the tasks that don't have a, or all the leads that don't have a future task. And, you know, we can pull activity reports by user and see like the technology now is, I mean, you're talking to somebody at like, I was... You know, we, we used to have the, the, we didn't even have film. We had dad used to have to go and take photos of brick homes and then develop the film and circle what we were going to do. Like this stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You had to wait a few days for the film to come yeah. back, back in the old school days. Yeah. That's right. Or you, you invested in the, the, the Polaroids, right? That yeah. shot out a, but, but at four bucks a picture or some crazy, you know, figure it back then. That's interesting. Yeah, exactly. So nice. So you got the workflow all set up and uh, communicating with your sales team. So they log in in the morning. They know who they're calling, who to touch base with. Uh, so yeah, I love, I love it all. So tell me, uh, Matt. You know, I'm the world's worst interviewer. So what would you like to talk about that I didn't bring up? I mean, I think you covered a lot of the a lot of the key things. I think you know if you're if you're focusing on hiring and doing some of the things that we talked about specifically around what makes you great. One other thing that we didn't talk about is um, that's very actionable. I'm trying to pick things that, that anybody listening can just do is uh, is finding incentives. So I'll give an example of a case study. We had a demolition contractor and we were trying to come up with a way, their margins are tight. And so we we're trying to come up with a way. They're like, look, I can't pay these crazy numbers that these big companies can. So we said, mm-hmm. what was, what's the math on if you got a professional massage for your entire crew once a week or once every two weeks or whatever frequency you feel comfortable with. And so we put that in the ad, like we put wellness program at the top and we said, you know, wow. you get a professional massage, you get this, like a couple other perks, but we, we called this wellness program. The applicants basically tripled, but the quality was, was more interesting. And we incorporated that in this career video. And so that's an example of finding, we call that leveraging the gaps, but it's like, what can you do that's unique to you? that a potential candidate might look at and go, oh my gosh, this is so unique. And, and a few dollars an hour helps, but it's like, what are the things you can do that has a benefit, but also shows that you care? Yeah. Yeah. Love that, man. Love how you're digging in and, you know, into the unusual box and uh, and finding what, uh, what ticks for the market. That's beautiful. Love it. Matt, well, let's close it out. How, uh, how do people reach you if they want to, uh, you know, get a little interested in your, your course or your done for you services? Where did they go? Yeah, the website. I mean, I got a fantastic team. So um, the contractor consultants, you know, get, get in touch with the team. If you have any questions, we're always here to help. I mean, our, our goal is just 
Like you mentioned earlier about secrets. I'm like, we have no secrets. Like if you, if you have the bandwidth to tackle these, then I think, you know, do it in house. If you don't, we're here to help. Yeah. What does it take uh, like bandwidth wise? So let's say I've got a, you know, I'm a plumber and I've got 20 trucks. I got a team of 50 people. Can I do it in house with one or two people or? I mean, we're going to. Am I dreaming? I I mean, I. Depends on your market to, you know, some people could get by. I mean, if you got 20 trucks, you're doing something right. But if you want to scale and do it effectively and efficiently, I mean, we're, we're going to spend, I mean, it might take us 15, 20 hours a week, maybe more of specialized, you know, people who are just doing that one thing and that's it with a proven formula to get, to get a result. So, I mean, we make it so cost effective that it's like, how, why would you not use us? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Try it at least. Matt, you're awesome. Thank you, sir. Much appreciated. So the contractor consultants.com. And how about on the uh, your masonry business, Matt? You want to give that website away or it's the baramasonry.com. So just my last name and masonry.com. Yeah. Might have some listeners in LA looking to put in some hardscape. Who knows? Yeah. Right? All right, my friend. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate you, Matt. I appreciate what you did. Uh, looks like you're pretty proactive getting things done, man. So uh, my hat's off to you. Appreciate you. Greeting a world where it uh, wasn't really where you were standing in, but uh, you solved the problem that came up and, uh, and made a whole new business out of it. So hats off to you, man. Thank you, Mark. I take it off, but I'm, I'm pretty bald underneath, so <laughs> I don't want to flash the audience. <laughs> All right, brother. Take care. Have a good one, man. Thank you, man. Thanks to our listeners out there for sharing their time and attention with us. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, subscribe to our podcast so you can notify the future episodes. Feel free to share this one on your social channels. Good luck out there and create a great day. Thanks for listening to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast. To power up your home service business, for show notes, visit battleplanmarketing slash podcast. If you enjoyed our show, please share it on social. Until next time.